Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, October 18, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? First, we'll start with it was a pretty decent down day operation for the bears. We had a pickup in volume, as you can see from the last couple of days. Yesterday, we had an attempt at a break up or break out of this range. They failed to fill the gap, and today, right back down. Remember what we said in yesterday's video, below yesterday's lows, no good, no dice. Is this simply an options expiration week? Weird stuff happens, back and forth stuff. Is tomorrow and Friday back up in the positive neighborhood? If some of the earnings after the closing bell are any indication, we may just get some kind of a pop. Tesla trying to rally a little bit. Here's the aftermarket session. Big drop down, and they're trying to rally. We don't know how this is going to wind up in an hour from now while I make this video or even by tomorrow morning. Netflix, on the other hand, is getting a rocket ride higher, hitting already about 384 after market after the earnings announcement. We'll see how this all shapes up in the AM. Either one or more of the earnings bonanza can provide an opportunity for stocks on the move, the live trading room. There's opportunities running wild. We'll get to the live trading room inside the numbers and how much, if you don't mind me saying, the traders in the live room and inside the numbers made today, it was a bucket full of dollars. Let's focus back on the technicals on the SPY and let's look at both sides of the coin. Believe it or not, this is still a pullback until proven otherwise. They're eating time off the clock. They've stayed above the 20 period moving average, which gives the market some solace. It's not all that meaningful, but it is above the 20. We'll take it at face value. If they start to rally and they somehow can recapture that 436 area, it will open the door back for the convergence of moving averages and the gap above at 438.60. What about the other side? Can the rubber band break from here? Well, let's get something out in the open. Tomorrow happens to be one of those ominous days. Why is that? Because it's the 36th anniversary of the 1987 October 19th market crash. Doesn't mean the market's going to crash tomorrow. It means anniversaries are important. That date or that crash in 1987, every anniversary is ominous. So what we'll say is we're on guard for the never know. Might want to put this one on a sticky note. 427 in the SPY is an important place. Start getting below, closing candles below. Starts with a five minute. Things morph from a short time frame to larger time frames. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, hourly, two hours. Start closing below 427 and they're likely under pressure, headed lower, already lower, either or. As of now, notwithstanding the eating time off the clock business, if this actually does give way and it's a, another small case of a rolling top, you would maintain the 
lower high scenario. In fact, you have the lower highs either way. Even if they got up into the convergence of moving averages, filled the gap, and even a little higher, you still have lower highs working. That's a bearish setup. Has not anything to do with whether or not you get bounces in the monks of a downtrend. You're always going to get certain rip-your-face-off rallies. We saw one from the lows over here. Doesn't mean we can't have another one. This could still be an A leg up, B leg down, and a C leg up for completion. We don't know yet. These are the things that are on the charts. These are the things that traders and investors can look for. This is a learning process. We take the market one candle at a time, one day at a time. Topic that always comes up is what about the Middle East situation, the war going on? Can war be inflationary? What happens if? And the if is what happens if it spreads? War can be inflationary if it's contained. Contained to, for example, a sliver of Israel. And if Iran doesn't get involved and other countries don't get involved, it can be contained. It can be inflationary to a degree. However, if it becomes a contagion, if it becomes other players, other characters get involved, that's not necessarily inflationary. You have to look out for that kind of situation that could wreak havoc on the markets. Most likely the way something like that would unfold, you would wake up to some news that something happened, you would see a big gap down and that would be the beginning of a problem. Regular way options expiration week, weird stuff happens. Don't discount going the other way Thursday and or Friday. In the big scheme of things, it wouldn't be that strange. This is where the rubber meets the road. Inside the numbers, the live trading room, we actually had two trades, and I'm going to even count a third one that was given to the live room right when we got off the air. It's also in here inside the numbers. All three worked. All three had absolutely no heat. What does that mean? That means we were never out of the money by a few pennies. What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Here are the progression of events. 433 and a quarter is an important number. Getting below, staying below opens a door for another place. We'll talk about that later. Getting below that which is the gateway, meaning 432.45 would be the gateway to a gap down at 431.55. Another number. There's one more, slightly below, 431. We'll get to this in a moment. Of course, we have the bull case just in case we give both sides of the tape based on the morning setup, and then we refine the stuff as the morning matures. 8.35, an hour before the opening bell, what's the deal? Below 434.23, the door is open for the next leg lower. They don't have to get there, but if they pay a visit to 433 and a quarter, give or take, there should be a bounce back in the other direction. The scalp with potential variety. 433.25. First trade of the day, right of the vertical is today's activity. This was our morning trade. They came down and hit 433.25. The low in this candle was exactly 433.20. Immediate rocket ride back in the other direction. Traders got 7 points, 10 points, 12 points, 15 points. Whatever it was, traders got the ball of wax. This is what they signed up for. 433 and a quarter was the morning trade. Let's move along, see what else we have. By the way, that was posted long before the opening bell. 
Still before the opening bell, 9 o'clock, you can see here, spending time below, meaning 433.25, opens the door for a rundown to a set of lows down at 432.45. That's a gateway to the gap. Remember, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. There's your trade at 433.25. There's the number, initial bounce, nice trade, all that. Then we have some resistance numbers above so traders know where to take exits. We provide entries, we provide exits, we provide the process and the mechanics. How about this one at 10.30? Check it out. 432.45 is the next important place. If they spike it, there should be a rip it back in the other direction trade there. 432.45. There's your... 432.45, there's your rip it back up in the other direction. There's your trade number two. They gave us the scalp, not much potential, but they gave us five, seven points. Traders took it, pocketed the money, went about their business on to the next trade. The reason we can do that is because we're trained to take profit at a certain place. We turn the trade into a risk-free, emotionless trade if they give us a rocket right after that, fine, we're on board. If they come back, we don't let the remaining port or what's called the trailing part of the position go bad on us. We pocket the base hit. That's the minimum requirement. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. 431.55, the gap is down below. Here's your bounce back from that place. Below this number opens the door for 431.55. Then you can see here, there's what I left traders with in the live room and inside the numbers, 431.55 down to 431 is a support zone if they drop them. And there you have it, trade number three. It's like a 20-point trade right out of the chute. You have to ask yourself, what more would you be looking for in a service like this? Traders that participated today, please post some results underneath the video in the comments section. I appreciate the participation. Inside the numbers today, we had UAL, Morgan Stanley, JB Hunt, and Albert Marley, ALB. Let's take a look at some charts. UAL, you can see here they hovered over the number and then they hit it late in the day. This is a no trade. This is the manner in which we want them to come in the beginning of the day, not at the end of the day when there's no time left on the clock. These were the two numbers for Morgan Stanley today, 75.55. 74 and a quarter. They gave you the deal at 75.55. They gave you the base hit. They came down lower. They gave you something at this price. But basically, the trade was over at the first number. As you can see, here's a one minute chart. This is what happened. They came into the number. They gave you an immediate bounce up to 76.23 in this candle here. That is, by definition, more than the required base hit. Or it's right around there, nonetheless. Look at the trade in J.B. Hunt today. So you can see here there's two numbers. It's a zone, 179.95, lower part, 182.07, upper part. They came in, they spiked the first one down to the second, immediate rocket ride back in the other direction. A lot of participation in the live room on this one. Big profits quickly. They got back to almost 187 from this bounce. ALB, Albert Marley, this was a shitburger today. We don't get a lot of them, but we do get some of them. It is part of the business. It simply just didn't work. The numbers were wrong. They did not work.
So the stop out was 158. So forget about this stuff down here. What's going on with the folks down at the IWM camp? It was just a bounce in a downtrend. Very weak. Still have an open target at around 164 for the IWM. Target from the head and shoulders formation. They were down about 2% today. Relative weakness against the SPY down over 1%. So they got, as we say in the trading parlance, crushed. Here's a snapshot of the weekly chart. There's nothing good here. They're just fighting these lows. Nothing more, nothing less. Below all the moving averages, the trend is in fact your friend. My favorite market leading indicator, back and forth all week like everything else, but this one overall is weak. Certainly is interest rate sensitive. Why is that? Well, for one, you have a lot of companies in there that are smaller companies. This is the Russell 2000, small cap. A lot of those companies don't make money. So if they don't make money, what do they have to do to continue operations? A lot of times they have to borrow money. What happens when you borrow money in a rising interest rate environment? Your earnings go down. You suffer. It's a problem. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Buttigieg's crew. They got absolutely smashed, hammered, taken out behind the woodshed, shot three times. Down almost three and a half percent. Just like that, they go from looks like they can bounce into the convergence of moving averages to just kidding, let's pull the rug out, open the trap door, and issue some pies in the face for anybody holding long. The trans 14448 is a place, it's unfinished business. Get below these lows, it opens the door to go fill that place, and there's lower stuff after that like 14300. You take the market at face value, you take a candle like today, this range today from high to low, and you look back on the chart and you say, how many candles like that are there on this chart? And whether they're green or red, it doesn't matter. There's just not that many. So it's what I like to call an anomaly day. You have to pay attention. What about the Q people? Same routine, down one and a third percent. Giving up the convergence of these moving averages, supported today by the 20, but that's not real important. Start getting below this low here, which is 360.78, opens a door for a whole nother leg lower. And if they were to do that, they would be below three out of the four moving averages that I watch. The trend is your friend until it's not. This 200 really doesn't come into play anytime soon. So you look at these moving averages and you say, if they give these up, the trend is changed. Could it still be a pullback and another ride higher? Absolutely could be. We won't know that until they start doing it. Might want to put this one on a sticky note. 359.75. Start really getting below that. That's an important number. That's going to open the door for a test around the lows at minimum of this breakup candle low that happens to be at 354.85. Same routine for the XLF, relative weakness against the S&P, down 1.7%, woodshed kind of day. Wedge pattern into the moving averages and a rejection. That's pretty much what happened. Smash mouth, below these moving averages, the trend is your friend, same routine. Somebody wants you to think the market's falling apart. Tomorrow is another day, time will tell. We're interested in getting our pound of flesh each and every day in the live room and inside the numbers, and then we move on. 
We take the market each day. Where are the trades? What is the position of the market? We take it at face value each and every day. If you show up tomorrow on a gap down, there'll be trades in there. If you show up tomorrow on a gap up, there'll be trades in there. The market is a thing. Don't marry it. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.